there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for joining us on the uh, happy hour quick shot. Uh, there's no Ralph today, um, so instead I've got a special guest for you. A guy that really doesn't need an introduction, um, but uh, of course it's Nick Underhill from The Advocate. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for giving us 10 minutes to talk things. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, you kind of had an article, and so the topic today, and with quick shots, we do 10 minutes on one Saints topic, and, and the topic today that I want to dive into is Saints running backs, and you had a post on The Advocate uh, that really kind of dived into it, and you know, taking a step back, I felt like there were five things the Saints did this offseason offensively that were kind of major moves. Um, you know, obviously, number one, they trade away Cooks. They add, they bolster their offensive line with, you know, the Ramchecks draft pick and, and Warford, who was the biggest investment in free agency. Uh, and then, of course, they also draft Kamara and Adrian Peterson. So, you know, your article kind of, you get interviews from the coaches and, and great sound bites that kind of talk about how this might be a little bit of a transition uh, to focusing more on the run. How, and I know you can't answer this, but in terms of a vision, in your gut, how do you feel like this snap counts play out now that they've got this crowded backfield of Ingram, Peterson, Kamara? How do they keep all these guys happy? Well, I, I think it's just keeping them happy. Peterson and Ingram got to kind of carry the heavy load. Now, I know right now everybody's saying that, you know, it's, it's one with Ingram, one A with Peterson. I'm not entirely convinced that's exactly how it's going to play out. I mean, it might be more of a, you know, 50-50 type thing. Or if, look, if Peterson comes back and he's the guy he was two years ago, and I, I know that, that that could be a stretch. He's 32. He's coming off the knee injury. He didn't play much last year. He only had the three games. His numbers weren't great last year, but Minnesota's line also wasn't great last year. So that, that could be part of the reason. But if he comes back and he's that guy, I'm not sure that – you put the ball in Ingram's hands before his hands. I could see it going either which way. I could see I could see Peterson easily having more rushing yards than Ingram, but I could also see Ingram having more rushing yards than Peterson. So this is kind of a roundabout way saying, like, we kind of got to see how it works out. But, yeah, I think those two guys at the top, and then maybe Kamara gets three, four runs a game, and he does most of his damage in the passing game. But, yeah, there's a lot of mouths to feed. I'm not sure – that we're going to see a drastic philosophical change. But as I noted in my article, they ran front four times. They made all these moves this offseason. That suggests there's going to be more of a commitment to the running game with Ramchek, Warford, Peterson, Kamara. So, I mean, I think there's going to be a little bit more running. And if they run two more times per game last year, that would have put them in the top ten. That's not that big of a stretch. They had 17 fewer runs than Atlanta. And everybody likes to talk about how, you know, committed they are to the run. The difference between the Saints last year and Atlanta in terms of just gross overall runs really wasn't all that different. So I think if the defense is a little better, they're in a position where they can protect some leads. I could see that number going up to being like 09 or 2011 when they were top five, I believe, both years in rushing attempts. And 
I don't think that, you know, visually it would look drastically different. It's just it's three, four more, more runs a game, and, you know, you're still running everything through Breeze, but your numbers go up a little bit. Well, so I wanted to ask you about that, and your article is great, and Sean Payton actually has uh, a soundbite, a comment in there that, that's really interesting to me uh, about Kamara and how he's not exactly like Bush and Sproles, and yes, there's going to be a lot of similarities with that role and, and that he'll be uh, the guy that kind of takes over, uh, hopefully, as a rookie immediately. Um, but it, it sounds like Peyton maybe views him as a little bit more of a uh, well-rounded player that can run. And so I, I took that quote to me, and maybe we will see Kamara uh, get more carries, um, if not this year, certainly down the road. Do you get that sense, too? Yeah, I do. And even if you just, just watch him, when I, when I put it on after the draft, I, I didn't watch him much before the draft. I put on draft breakdown afterwards. And I was surprised by just how strong of a runner he is. I was expecting to see, you know, kind of a, I don't want to say soft, but like a smaller, shiftier guy that kind of attacks the edges and, and is doing things like that. But you watch him play, he, he's a strong runner. He breaks a lot of tackles. He's, guys bounce off him. He's very hard to tackle. He's got great balance did a lot of running between the tackles and really at Tennessee, he wasn't really this receiver that was moving all over. I'm sorry, running back that was moving all over the field, which is kind of what I expected to see. I mean, I watched four or five games and only saw him out of the slot, I think three times, but I mean, obviously they, they think he can do that. His workout, Sean had him run through a lot of routes, do a lot of different receiver things to kind of evaluate him. But yeah, I, I think he could be more of a, more of a well-rounded player. It's just it's interesting because you find those carries for three guys. If there's three guys that, that need those kind of carries, it, it's kind of hard. So maybe it could be a down-the-line thing, or may, maybe there's more running than we expect, or everybody's numbers go down in a, in a way. Ingram and Peterson maybe don't get the touch as we expect, but I think it's going to be hard for him to break into that top two as far as the between-the-tackles runner if Peterson is what he was, and, and, you know, I thought Ingram had a great year last year. He, he needs to get his touches, too. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that all uh, how that all plays out. Okay. Well, I want to take your article a step further, then, um, because you, you talk about total number of runs, and, and obviously that's really important. But I think that, that stat is maybe a little bit skewed in that the Saints lead the NFL in number of total plays by a pretty appreciable distance. So to me, the, the really most salient stat is run percentage. Um, and if you look at 2006 and 2009, which were the two years where the Saints were most successful, uh, their run percentage was higher than 40%. Um, and every other season, so those were the two times they made the NFC Championship game or better. Every other season, um, where they did worse than that, they were they were running less than 40% of the time. And obviously, complementary defense, um, whether you have leads late in games, those all those are huge factors in whether you're running more or less. Um, how much do you attribute? Like, do you think Sean Payton and do you agree that it's important going into the season that they kind of feel like, hey, this is the magic number. We've got to get to 40% plus running the football. Uh, I, I'd say no. I'm, last year, well, it had to be close to like 60-40 last year. It was probably like 60-38, something like that, I'm, I'm guessing. So, yeah. uh, I mean, no, I don't think so. It comes down to the style of play. Like, 
you look at a – there's no magic number. You, you go back, I think it was two years, the Patriots and the Chiefs in the playoffs. The Patriots ran, I think, eight times with their running backs in that game, and, and they won the game. But there's no magic number. You, you get into a game, the style of play kind of dictates what you do. Mm-hmm. If you're running into a brick wall and you're averaging one, two yards a carry, I mean, yeah, there's value in just running the ball just to set other things up. But you can't run the ball 30 times a game if, if it's not going anywhere. If you're behind, you know, I, I, I don't think, you know. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. I'm trying to make my point here. I mean, it's just, it's just there is no magic formula. The game kind of dictates what you're doing. And if it was, you know, Peyton even said this last year because there's this weird stat about them running 30 times per game and what their record is in those games. And it's like 9,080 and, you know, four losses or whatever. It's some crazy number. But I think those runs are more of a symptom of how the games are played. It's a symptom of having a lead. If, if you're up and you need to burn some clock, you're going to run the ball more. If you're playing in close games or you're chasing, you aren't going to run the ball more. So I think mm-hmm. those numbers are, are a symptom of success more than the reason for the success. All right, well, we got about 45 seconds left, so last question. Uh, Traveris Cadet, Marcus Murphy, is it fair to say at this point, Alasco, I kind of feel like he gives something to the team in kickoff coverage where he is maybe on more solid footing if he can stay healthy. Barring injury, do these guys, I mean, they're on the outside looking in, right? Yeah, I think they're all, they're all fighting for jobs. I think the top three are probably in there. You throw in a fullback. Coon's going to be the one probably. I don't, I don't think the UMass kid's going to knock him off. So you got four backs. Maybe there's a spot for one more. Like you said, Lasko has some of that special teams value. Cadet special teams value kind of goes away with some of these other returners, Gin, Kamara on the team. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think they're going to be in a dogfight to kind of keep their job. All right, well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate the time. Yes, no problem. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.